Hello and welcome to the Betcha Sup Podcast. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Amanda Duberman. The Betcha Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we're talking about Pride. The second round of Democratic debates. And Kamala Harris and a new birtherism controversy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! How are you, Brian? Good. Good. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. It's hot. It's a little hot in this podcast it's room. Real today. hot in this podcast room. Um, I was just in it because we were recording everyone's gay. How was your How was your weekend? It was great. It was nice. It was relaxing. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, so Amanda, what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Yeah. So for me, it's definitely Pride. Yesterday was World Pride Day in New York City and across the globe. Um, but notably, New York, they held something called they called it a Queer Liberation March, mm-hmm. and it was sort of billed as kind of. Not 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 like acrimoniously in opposition to world pride, mm-hmm. maybe maybe, but it was sort of you know a response to what people consider the corporatization and over policing of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort of held like about an hour before in a slightly different location, um, and it was just every time pride comes around, I'm just like reminded of how much of culture has been created by queer people and mm-hmm. queer people of color, and especially. I feel like the history of queer activism is very like you have to accept us at our I don't want to say excesses are most extreme, but like this is who we are. And it's about celebrating mm-hmm. like I will most, not tone it down. for No. You. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And to see that sort of spirit and whimsy applied to a range of social issues was like very powerful. So you had people that um, were protesting the NRA, were protesting Police brutality. We're we're protesting abortion we po- restrictions. Police, um, police weren't allowed at this. March. Right, right, and because like pride is, it's super. It's almost like scarily over police. Like for my building, you could see snipers on top of yes. of buildings. And obviously, if you're a person of color, that's not a super comfortable thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was just like I found it very powerful and like emotional to see that kind of that spirit applied to all of the social issues that we're facing right now, which have sort of been you know top of mind for everybody in the past in the past year. Um, yeah, it was very like, it was super powerful and affecting for me. It was cool. Yeah. Well, also it's like, you know, there's people, there's, um, brands, you know, at this pride March who have donated to anti LGBT politicians. Right. But it is a nice alternative. Also the pride route, the route that the queer March took was the same route as the original protest yeah. wow that's awesome yeah and there, i've been seeing a lot more people i'm just so fucking glad pride is over yeah it's <laughs> it's, like, it can be exhausting it's 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 exhausting it's too long i'm actually yeah. going to spain tomorrow and when i get there to madrid it's going to be madrid pride so really? i can't i can't yeah, escape yeah. it i say it's exhausting as like a mainly straight yeah, woman I skipped although it. i skipped it this year the world cup has made me question everything about my life mm-hmm. in that regard mm-hmm. but anyway brian I know, i'm so obsessed with them right yeah. now what's getting you through the week well, there is some major, major T-Swift drama. Have you heard about this Taylor Swift drama? You know, I've heard about it, but I've only dipped my toe in. I like am not. Peripherally? I need, yeah, I need to know. I need a, a primer on what's going so, on. So here's the drama. The drama is between Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun is this um, really powerful music industry person. He's a manager. I think he has owns. Well, now he owns. Anyways, he manages Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, recently signed Demi Lovato. I think he he used to manage Kanye West. Okay. Some backstory. So he bought Taylor's old label, Big Machine. And so he now owns her entire music catalog. 
When that happened, she wrote a Tumblr post accusing him of bullying her in the past and saying she didn't know about the deal happening. People are coming out on both sides for both of them. Um, and this is what happened today, the Tumblr post, or it came out yesterday? It, ca- it came out yesterday. Yeah. So she posted it on her, like, an Instagram swipe up to it. Yeah. And um, then, basically, it led to this blog post. So people are on both sides. Yeah. Uh, you know, Halsey has spoken up, isn't on her side. Cara Levine is on Taylor's side. Um, the Queen Share herself mm-hmm. tweeted at about it. Um, Selena's mom. Selena Gomez's <laughs> mom. And on the flip side, you have like people like Kendall Jenner, uh, Casey Musgraves, Justin mm-hmm. Bieber um, on Scooter Braun's side. Casey Musgraves? Yeah. Side note, what kind of fucking grown man goes by Scooter? Right. <laughs> His first name is Scott. Just make that change real quick. Right. You know, I'm already, you need to. You s- already sound like a douche. You already sound like a douche. Like you need to scoot, scoot to a normal name. <laughs> um, and so he acquired Big Machine for like. $300 million. And the reason that Taylor Swift is so pissed off about it is because, she, as she said, she accused him of bullying her in the past. When, remember the whole um, Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West? Yeah, drama? when you said Kanye Kanye West's former manager, that seems to be. That's what happened. So when, when Kim Kardashian released on Snapchat the video of Taylor Swift on the phone with Kanye West, where Kanye West on the phone with Taylor Swift. And so Kanye is, is reading the lyrics to the song Famous to her. And so he says. I'm, um, I think Taylor and I still might have sex. I made that girl famous. He said right. that girl in the video. And then in the actual song, it's that bitch famous. Right. That's why Taylor was pissed. But yeah. then everyone came for Taylor Swift. And so at that time, Justin Bieber posted this picture of himself on Instagram. And caption said, what up, Taylor? And in the picture was him, Kanye West, and Scooter Braun. Ew. Yeah. And then, you know, Kanye West went That's on. That's very to- antagonistic. Yes. And then, you know... It, t- things went on. Kanye West ended up making that music video for Famous, right? And basically, he recreated Taylor Swift's like body and yeah. wax Ugh. figure and put her naked in bed right. next to him, which is all kinds of fucked up. All kinds of fucked so up. So it just really like it's it, it comes down it's to my funny. issue. Like yes, it is a it is a, it is a, he's an organization. He's a businessman. He acquired this company, therefore acquiring her music catalog. However. You know, it's also about, I think, a woman's own autonomy, like yeah. owning her own rights and stuff. And for and then, you know, for this for Taylor to speak out on it and be like, you know, it really sucks that this guy who's been behind a lot of the people who've caused me a lot of distress yeah. and turmoil in my life is now the own has ownership of my music that fucking sucks absolutely and then and you there's know, no way they don't delight in the fact that they yes, also now have her i'm shit sure too. they do i'm sure like, there's no way you know I, taylor swift used to be best friends with carly Kloss. carly Kloss, i don't think they're friends anymore this guy scooter and his wife were with carly Kloss like this past weekend you know what i mean Ugh. like i'm sure that they're all like laughing and her about. husband jared yeah. kushner's brother yeah exactly so and then like you know his wife is like you're a bully how dare you like you you toss friends like wilted flowers and then she's gonna she actually said wilted flower um scooter brown's wife taylor's gonna take that fucking wilted flower thing oh and i cannot wait it. yeah there's is gonna it, be like a wilted flower you pour a little water iconograph- on it iconograph- like, everywhere sure. that's the thing every time they do this shit like it sucks for her and I, i'm sure she's really yeah. reeling now and this is like really damaging but like it gives her fodder yeah she's gonna really do does. something with this and people are saying like like what, should, what, what, what Scooter Braun should have done as opposed to be having all of his minions start making comments like, you know, like Demi Lovato, his wife, Justin Bieber. Yeah. He should have been like, you know what, Taylor? You're right. This does kind of suck. So what I'm going to do. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to do is I'm going to 
I'm going to donate portions of the money that I make off of your music to your favorite charity. Yes. Or just say nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, because now you kind of come off like a bigger douchebag. Totally. As a business, like I can completely be sympathetic to the fact that it made sense for him from a business Uh perspective. But then like you should have like a publicist or somebody in your life that's like, that's not a good look given the history. And you should probably make some sort of exception or have some sort of conversation about like how it's just so you don't look like a dick scooter. Yeah. Like not even because you give a shit about her. Just yeah, exactly what you said. Come up with some sort of arrangement if it truly is a business thing. The other thing is Taylor Swift signed this deal. When she was 15 years old. Yeah. That is another thing that just needs to be addressed. That's fucked up. Totally. You you can't ask a 15 year old to make these sort of business decisions that are going to affect them. Right. It's like when you take out hundreds of thousands of student loans when you're 17. It makes absolutely no sense. There should be some sort of, you know, back back channel thing that you can take care. So you can take care of yourself. You know, she, she had the option to stay with big machine records and every album she would make afterwards, she would earn one of her album masters back. Mm. But she knew that the guy who owned big machine records was planning on selling it. So she didn't know how solid that deal would be. But now she will own the masters and the publishing to every song she makes on her new label. Yeah. But now this dude has all the, well, I, I like Taylor Swift, but I never really buy her claims to victimhood usually. But this one, I, I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, poor Taylor. Any poor Taylor. Hopefully. I mean, she already has a lot of money, but still. Yeah. Do something. Right. All right. Should we move on to main news? Yeesh. Great. So Elise and I talked about the first round of Democratic debates last Thursday. That evening, we had the second debate. Um, on Thursday night, there's been a lot of talk about each individual's performance. We're going to briefly go over how we felt about it and then kind of look at the kind of after effects and what's happened since and how different campaigns have been affected. But Brian, did you watch? Um, yes. Who, I didn't watch live. Yeah. I was, you know, doing things. Yeah. But I did watch. I watched a whole bunch of clips. Cool. I listened to every news channel about it. What do you think? Who Who impressed you? Well, so from night one or night two or both? From night two. From night two. I mean, it was really all about Kamala Harris. I think so, too. I really don't have, like, I'm even, like, struggling to pick out a great, solid moment from anyone else right now. Like, I'm trying to, like, it's even hard to remember who's there. I know. Other than her. Um, What about you? What do you think? I agree. For me, it was all about Kamala. Yeah. Um, I think Kirsten Gillibrand was night two as well, right? Yeah. I thought she did well. I thought Mm. she had a good night. She didn't get much of a bump, but she, I thought she did well. She definitely needed, I feel like Kirsten Gillibrand really needed to make a standout moment happen. And I don't think she was able to do it. Like, like Julian Castro was able to do the first night. Like he definitely got a great bump. Um, and Kamala was also in this position where she was kind of starting to trail. Like she was like neck and neck with Pete Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. a little bit below him. Yeah. And Elizabeth started, when Elizabeth Warren started to pull away, I think she's going to start getting into that top tier of pack now. I mm-hmm. think she's going to, I think, I think so you know, too. I think it'll be, you know, the four of them. It'll be right. Joe Biden, Bernie, Kamala and Elizabeth. Yeah. What's interesting is, though, and we're going to, we're going to use some data compiled by five thirty eight to kind of like guide our conversation on this. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, like, I agree with you. Nobody else. It's hard to even remember who was there the second night, yeah. except for Joe Biden, because she went after him. But he spoke the most of anyone over the two mm-hmm. nights, which like it did not feel that way. I don't know what he was talking about well, or when, that, but it really didn't feel like he spoke that much. That whole t- moment when he like is asked to respond right. to her attacking him. And then he's he's like kind of struggling. You can see. Right. And then he's like, anyways, my time is up. Right. And Which just stop, never happens. It, never it happens. It wasn't. And people always go way over like, their time. Whoa. It's yeah. also kind of like a metaphor 
to him oh, being exactly. like, my oh, time my is time up. is up. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So people spent a lot of time, like Eric Swalwell spent a lot of time being like, pass the torch, pass the torch. Mm-hmm. Um, Cory Booker spoke the second most. He was on the first night. And then Kamala Harris and then Pete Buttigieg and then... Around, from there, so Bernie Sanders is pretty low on that list. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, speaking of kind of bumps, who got a big bump? We're looking at bumps in Twitter followers. So yeah. notably, Harris and Castro win this by a long shot. They both got about fifty to 60,000 more. After mm-hmm. them is Buttigieg and then Andrew Yang. Which is interesting. So here's my, my thing about it. Andrew Yang, like, no one really knew who he was. And he um, spoke the least. And he spoke the least by, like, a lot. Like, the person closest to him was Jay Inslee, and he spoke 300 words more. Right. Which is, like... Uh, that's a lot when you're talking. That's a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, That's, like, a whole, you know, that's like senior a whole essay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> These might, <laughs> I, that's how much work words, I could put yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I think because of the Twitter followers, I think a lot of it is, like, they, some people already had Twitter followers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... That's Biden, true. Like if Biden would, yeah. didn't get a bunch of Twitter followers because people already followed him on Twitter. Right. He's been vice president. He's been in the public. But what is interesting time. is that, you know, Kamala Harris already had 2.7 million followers. Oh, yeah. Um, Bernie already has 9 million. You know, Biden already has 3.6. But Harris still got the biggest increase, yeah. which is, I think, speaks a lot. Totally. Even my after that, like my dad texted me. He was like, what do you think of her? My okay, so one of my one of my siblings. Um, I hope no one gets mad at me for saying this. She's <laughs> she's one of those people that's like I I, I like these I like them mm-hmm. I like all these people, but I really think Joe Biden will win. Yeah. I really think it needs to be a white man, mm-hmm. which makes me so livid. Yeah. I always say no. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. And so, but after after the second debate, she was like, oh, I really like Kamala Harris. I'm going to look her up more. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, yes. Yeah, that's what my dad said, too. And, uh-huh. and he asked me, I was like, I think she's great. She's like in yeah. my top, but I think like Elizabeth Warren is pouring way ahead. And then, of course, my dad, who's a six-year-old white man, said he doesn't think Elizabeth Warren is likable enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't respond to that. But yeah, you know, and then also Harrison Warren, Warren got the highest expectation they like everyone says they overperformed right than than expected i guess what they used is they they um there it's the average debate performance scores by their pre-date debate favorability yeah. and warren and harris are really high honestly yeah. I, I couldn't be happier i know <laughs> it's like an <laughs> ideal scenario it's really exciting um side note i'm rooting for everyone right agreed yeah you i know. think like it's fun to celebrate the people that are doing well. I think yeah. that's what we're celebrating at this stage. Like, yeah, we put a lot of pro Kamala stuff on the Instagram. People were like, Oh, but she has this policy. It's like, yeah. we're just celebrating women we're right so, now. Yeah. It's exciting mm-hmm. when any, and, and when Julian Castro and people of color, it's just like an amazing moment that yeah. like, I think we might take for granted because the past couple years have like, have been like huge for pulling the democratic party to the left. And it feels a little bit normal, but like they like abortion had only been talked about like the last round, maybe once. Yeah. And like we had, there's six women. That's nuts. There's never been more than one woman on a debate Mm -hmm. stage. Like I'm just down to celebrate that right now. Yeah. Did you guys talk about how some people were saying we didn't like Mayor Pete on Twitter? Oh no, we didn't mention that. Yeah. We, I like Mayor Pete. Yeah. You know, but you know, I'm going to praise and criticize people. Right. If they need to be praised or criticized. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure as, as Kamala gets more of a lead, some of, some of her record is going to come up and it's not all very flattering. Yeah. Like Joe Biden, like I thought his, I don't think it really hit her hard, but I thought it was a good point to make. He was like, I was a public defender. You were a prosecutor. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Some other great highlights of hers is like, basically she called him out on busing, yeah. which was huge. And 
Did you see Trump got asked about what, oh what he thought God. about busing? He's like, yeah. yeah, they bring kids to school and <laughs> it's great. There's like, no he, way he knows what he it doesn't is. know what it is. They literally said he was like, it's just the primary method to get people to school. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a fan of buses. I, you know, I listened to it so many times to try to see like, am I being unfair? Like uh-huh. maybe he does know because he seemed to know that there was like political significance, but I don't think he knew there was anything to do with race. Yeah. Like, at all. Um, and also, like, I love to talk. And, and so, yeah, she she came after Joe Biden for busing. This is probably one of the big standout moments. She, but yeah. like, she was already having standout moments before she for attacked sure. Joe Biden. She just basically blew it away. Right. When she, when she started, so why did, they started talking about race when they asked Pete Buttigieg directly about what's going on in South Bend. In South Bend, there was a black man mm-hmm. um, fatally shot by a white police officer. He was very limited in what he could say, which I, I think Pete is the most sort of restricted because he has like a job as a mayor, which is different than being a senator. You're not running a, a town or a state when you're. Yeah. Um, like I don't know if we have any sitting governors right now because they're busy. So he was like, he couldn't really say, you know, I'm going to fire the chief. There's an investigation. So Swalwell went after him saying like, you should follow the sh- f- fire the chief. Swalwell is a big, big gun guy. And then they all sort of started fighting with each other. And that's when Kamala had her big moment where she was like, as the only black person here, I'd like to comment on race. And you couldn't. Ooh. It was silent. You can't. You can't be like, no, Ooh, ma'am, you have to wait yeah. 30 seconds. And then it just got quiet. <laughs> and then she she started like her very also, rehearsed Biden al- digging. Yeah. And she also she also shut down everyone when everyone started arguing over each other. Oh, yeah. They were like they started talking about like how, you know, Bernie's like someone said something about Joe Biden being old. And he's like, I get to say something because I'm of the same generation right. as Joe. <laughs> right. And then. <laughs> And then Pete is like, well, I'm the millennial. Like, right. let me say something. Right. And Kamala was like, and then it starts to like dry down and then Kamala like speaks out and she's yeah. like, the American people don't want a food fight. Oh, they right, want to know right. how you're yeah. going to bring food to the yeah. table. And everyone was like, applaud. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn girl. Like some, those lines can be cheesy. Right. But she kept they nailing her. Yeah. She's very charismatic. So yeah. it really I is, mean, it's it helps that we're not talking about Bernie at all. He barely yeah. said anything. Yeah. But you know, uh, back to Mayor Pete's comments about the, um, the, sh- the shooting I actually really liked his answer yeah. because I mean it's it, it, for me to speak on it's not really for me to speak on because I'm not a black person but also but like I really enjoyed how he was like you know it, he basically apologized and admitted that he was wrong which right. yeah politicians really don't do they don't do it quite often they don't do it often at all and I think he's like you know I can't really say anything because there's an ongoing investigation but you know he wasn't wearing his we, we messed up and it's something that we need right. to we need to work on we need we need to hire more black police officers in my yeah. town um, yeah he took full response he didn't yeah. say we, he was like I couldn't get it done yeah and I was like that is yeah. really refreshing it was, shocking. It, was right. really, it was refreshing because it just really doesn't happen very often yeah yeah the last thing I want to talk about the debates is it's interesting to look at who talked about Trump the most because some candidates were sort of arranging their entire campaign around Trump Mm -hmm. and some didn't mention him at all. So notably, Kirsten Gillibrand mentioned him the most, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Um, Then Bernie Sanders, then Marianne Williamson. We didn't talk about Marianne Williamson. Yeah, she was the second eye in her (laughs) like, did you see the the thing where somebody put the Twin Peaks Uh opener? It was so good. (laughs) (laughs) We need to harness love. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call... The Prime Minister of New Zealand so And say Go away baby. girlfriend Go, Yeah girlfriend You are so on Girl, So on. So like ridiculous Basically saying You are so on Because they have the best Childhood Right um, What is it some, Education some Education yeah. something. But it's like You know they, they just had a Really terrible Terrorist attack Mass shooting right, Maybe yeah. you don't say Go right. on Yeah You her. go girl It was um, nuts But then people pe- pe- attacking her Saying I'm I know, coming me too. for you. Right. I'm coming for you because <laughs> girlfriend, it's on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren, neither of them mentioned Trump at all. Mm-hmm. What I thought was also interesting was I think it has become apparent for Joe Biden and his campaign that he no longer can just be the candidate that will win. Right. Yeah. That will be Trump. We want to know what the fuck are you doing? Right. What? How are you going to make people give people better access to health care? How yeah. like and also like you know the Obama administration yes great, um also we 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 all remember that you were vice president to, to I know, Barack said it Obama a trillion times my friend Barack my friend Barack please my friend fucking Barack. stop bringing yeah. it up like you know it just it just seems like you're pandering at this right. point yeah. but the other thing is is like you know the Obama administration yes wonderful lovely great awesome it is not the America we need today. Right. We do not need another eight years of that. We need something more progressive. We need to be able to fix what is happening. We need to be able to tackle climate change in a more aggressive way. I know we had the Paris climate deal, but you know, that's gone. We're not doing anything right now to help the earth. And someone need, we need a really serious, drastic legislative move. And And, yeah. And Kamala Harris even said, she was like, this is somewhere I disagreed with Obama. I think it was with regard to immigration because it is true that like, yeah, you know, the Trump administration says this constantly, but like he was referred to as deporter in chief. There were lots of deportations happening. I don't think people on the border mm-hmm. were being treated this way, but there are some pictures that have come out that are actually from like 2015. Yeah. The big the big uh, distinguishing fact fact about what is happening with that is, you know, the, uh, the, the a lot of the pictures that were coming out during Obama's administration were unaccompanied minors. Yeah. Those people were co- those children and young people, teenage people were coming over by themselves. Right, right. We Not never being separated. And from whenever their family came in, the priority was always keeping the family yeah. together. That is no, obviously no yeah, longer the priority. That's an important distinction. Um, but I understand. Like, yeah, exactly. He was there. Was there are things that need to be changed, and we don't. We need something more. Right. Radical. Yeah, you're right. All he's running on is beating Trump, but it's like, and then what? And, then and what? I think it's. I think it's, it's. I think it's. I think it's become apparent now that he needs to do something yeah. because. I can't tell you what his big policy is. I have no idea. I'm tr- I was trying so hard to think of it to try to see if I could criticize it, but I don't. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I know what he, he has is. plans, but like he's just talking about beating Donald Trump, and I'm like, okay, yes, great. Yeah. Then what? Yeah, yeah. Where ev- whereas everyone else is sort of running on like a signature mm-hmm. kind of policy, he's and just- you know, the polls change mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Especially we have like over almost close to 600 over 500 days yeah. until the next election, and. He needs it's a to, lot of time he, for him to mess he up. He needs to d- fi- fix something if he wants to win. I agree. Yeah. Another unfortunate thing that happened after the debates were kind of renewed birtherism attacks on Kamala Harris. So yeah. during the debate itself, Donald Trump Jr. Fucked and dumbest, Jr. Dumbest child alive. He retweeted somebody's tweet. This person was a black person. This person tweeted that Kamala Harris is not an American black, but instead half Indian and half Jamaican implying she was therefore not born in this country. And then Trump Jr. retweeted and saying, is this true? Wow. My first impression of that is like, you can be born of a, your mom can be Jamaican and your dad can be Indian and you can still be an American black. (laughs) I I guess the implication there was that she wasn't born here, but like it's called second, it's called first generation. There are lots of people in this country that are first generation. Mm -hmm. So then there were, yes. So other, since then, the normal places where you'd expect to find hateful comments like that are sort of, I think it's in response to her like resurgence. I don't think there are any like big notable polls that have sort of come out since these debates, but it's clear she had an amazing night. It's very clear. So now the sort of racist attacks um, are on and it's especially troubling when you think this is the son of the guy who basically made himself a political figure at all by questioning whether Barack Obama was born here, Mm -hmm. demanding to see his birth certificate. 
um, insisting that he was not born here. Apparently not knowing that like Hawaii is is a state in the United States. Um, like refusing to believe that he had any legitimate claim on the presidency from the man who was only elected from election interference and lost the popular vote anyway. Yeah. But um, so Kamala Harris responded to the attack. She didn't respond to these specific attacks, but she spoke on this in March when it sort of started happening. So we have a clip. This is her on the Breakfast Club in March. I'm not going to spend my time trying to educate people about who black people are. I was born black. I will die black. And I'm proud of being black. And I'm not going to make any excuses for anybody because they don't understand. Yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to do with such willful ignorance, you know? Right. Right. That's true. Um. Did, and then did Trump Jr. delete he the tweet? He did delete the tweet, which I think was interesting. Why do you think he deleted it? I don't know. They usually don't delete it. Yeah. They usually don't delete that stuff. And I also think there's an issue with public figure. I guess he doesn't work for the administration, so it's a little different. True. However, I think it, for the issues of transparency, it, he should probably have kept it up and then maybe it said, as opposed to oh, and right, then being of course, like, oh, yeah. this is untrue. Or right. this isn't factual. Um, yeah. I feel like this also comes as like... You know, I heard some pundits saying, like, Trump needs the black vote. I don't think he's going to get the black vote. He doesn't no. need it. I don't think he got it to get elected Mm-mm. this time. But there is, I don't think it, there are a lot of types of xenophobia that I think help Trump. I mm-hmm. don't think racism against African Americans is one of them. Yeah. And I think that Trump Jr. knew that. Like, they're already in hot water because it's sort of come out recently with the Central Park Five series on Netflix when they see us that you know, people are reminded that Donald Trump took out a full page ad like denouncing um, the five wrongly accused young mm-hmm. men. And this is he, sort of like ambient around them. And it's not it's he, not good. You know, he wouldn't sell houses to right. black people. Oh, yeah. um, That's the thing. Like to say he doesn't know who buses was and he was the one putting like yeah. no next to and black he people. Also, you know, when David Duke said he was supporting him. Yeah. He said, I don't know who David Duke is. It's like, go right. fuck yourself. Right. You know, who you know, David Duke of is course. the leader of the KKK. Right. And because you've already, we already know you know him because in the nineties you met him and talked about him. Right. Yeah. Like, like, so it's just like, it's not even like a dog whistle at this point. Right. It's like a shoehorn. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I guess they are nervous, you know, but the thing is, is like, we, we talk about like re- needing to reach those Trump voters to win. We don't No. We just need to make people come out. I and hate vote, that argument. You know, yeah. I agree. And especially if a uh, Kamala Harris is up against Donald Trump in the ticket. Oh, it's going to be so messy. The black woman vote is is very likely to go out for Kamala Harris. And you know, that's a big reason. um, Hillary Clinton lost Michigan, lost um, those Wisconsin states because women of color did not go out to vote for her the same way they went out to vote for Barack Obama. Right. Right. And I'm sure that she barely asked them to, she didn't even go there. (laughs) I'm sure it makes them nervous. I'm sure, I'm sure that the thought of Kamala Harris running against Donald Trump scares the shit out of the Trump campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, in a normal era, we would see the president come out and denounce this. Mm -hmm. And like all the other candidates have usually Mm -hmm. when something this extreme and racist happens, the person actually who it might benefit is very quick to say. Yeah. Things are so bad now that I think we forget that like that these things are expected because yeah. they seem like they would be such extreme acts of generosity from the president we have now. But like their normal operating procedure normally. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Trump, one more thing. Trump was in North Korea <laughs> <laughs> while this was happening. Um, so while representing the U.S. at the G20 summit in Osaka, Japan, Trump made a surprise visit to the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. This was yesterday afternoon. Sort of made it happen because he just tweeted like, hey, man, I'd like to shake your hand mm-hmm. at Kim Jong-un. They've been writing love letters to each other since 
be sort of stalled talks on denuclearization. So he's the first sitting president to step foot on North Korean territory. They shook hands and they were like, hey, and then they sort of like, it was almost like it was lava. Then they kind of, they, they were there for like a minute and then mm-hmm. they went back into South Korea and actually started talking and they had an hour long conversation mm-hmm. um, and agreed to restart the talks that had failed. I think the last time basically what happened is like Kim Jong-un showed up and like they were not prepared to make any concessions. So there was just nowhere to go the last time. Yeah. And Trump was, and they just, they were stalled. I don't think, I think afterwards they were like, it's not acrimonious. We just, we, nobody's ready to make any moves. So, th- so this seems to be like another sort of attempt or gesture to do that. Um, so yeah, it was just, you know, like hugging and shaking hands and writing love letters to a despot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like um, these two dudes are where they are because of their fathers. Yeah. <laughs> and now that they and now we have to like listen to these two idiots Ugh. try and Ugh. not go to war with each other. Right. And it's like, you know, this guy tortured and killed There are concentration citizen. camps. Yeah. You know, they torture and make people work work camps in North Korea. People are starving. Um he kills his enemies, he kills journalists, um, you know, he kills his own family members. Yep. And we, uh, he Trump's he, like, I'm so jealous. Man. I know you can just do that. He he likes Kim likes him because Trump has no morals. Yeah, and Trump and they're similar in the cult of personality Trump, sense. Yeah, and Trump likes Kim because he is an authoritarian and he wishes he was. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's completely right. And it's like I was reading about this and this. Okay, talks are going to start again, but this is really symbolic. And Trump just wants. I mean. To Trump's supporters, this gives the impression like he personally is heating off war with North mm-hmm. Korea and that historic progress is now possible. And that, I mean, this was a photo op for Trump's 2020 election, mm-hmm. like nothing else. I mean, Trump thinks he deserves the Peace Prize. And so a lot of Democrats that are running for president came out and denounced this. Elizabeth Warren said Trump shouldn't be squandering American influence on photo ops and exchanging love letters with a ruthless dictator. Uh, Kamala Harris tweeted the president should take the North Korean nuclear threat and its crimes against humanity seriously. This is not a photo op. Um, yeah. Um, it's it, I, obviously it, whatever can be done. Great. Yeah. We're just legitimizing this guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And we shouldn't be doing that. And it's it's just it's funny. Did you see that video? I forget who created it. I think it might have been now this or something. But they made that video of like the Fox News pundits talking about how Robert, yeah. like like slamming Barack Obama for saying he would consider talking to right. Oh yeah. And now, and now they're like praising him. Now they're praising Trump for doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, like even like taking it even further. I mean, speaking about hypocrisy, we don't know how close North Korea is to a bomb, but mm-hmm. it's, we're, we're about to go to war with Iran over the same thing. We're like shaking mm-hmm. his hand about, we know, like we have no idea how far along North Korea is. Mm-hmm. They're probably like a- around the same the same place and we're like shaking their hand so it's like it looks like what trump wants from north korea is basically a the same deal we just pulled out of with iran yeah and iran recently announced that they like have exceeded that uranium stockpile limit and they're basically just saying this like because they want europe to help them they're like we can't seem to evade their sanctions trump pulled out of the deal Mm -hmm. we're choking here they're obviously committing acts of aggression towards us too but like it's not Mm -hmm. it's not helping us there the country Mm -hmm. that we're actually kind of close to going to war with when we're like hugging the North Koreans for doing the same mm-hmm. thing. I think, you know, it, it's it's similar to white racism, you know, if sure. Yeah. If, I'm sure if the North Koreans was an Islamic country. That's a good point. Yeah. I forgot um, about it. You know, it's the same thing with, you know, these children on the border. If they yeah. were little white girls with blonde hair, blue eyes sleeping on the cement floor with a, with a newborn, I'm sure 
there'd be a lot more anger yeah. from people who don't seem to feel anything about right. it right now. Even if Trump himself didn't care, which I'm not sure if he would, mm-hmm. he would be forced to do something because yeah. the people that support him would feel yeah. a certain kinship with people that look like them than people that don't. So what we're saying is we're not fans yeah. of Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you, In conclusion. If you haven't grasped yeah. that. So until the end of Democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Amanda Duberman. And this has been the Betches Set Podcast. Batches.